How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, that's right. Physical contest in Newcastle didn't go the Warriors' way on Sunday night with some tough calls and self-inflicted errors robbing them of a chance to go top of the ladder. And that shouldn't bother them as much, though, as the possibility of losing more stars to injury, including Tamari Martin, who could be sodden on for a while. We'll find out uh, from our mate Richie Ago, who joins us on the line this morning, the Warriors' assistant coach. Richie, good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, Campy. Yeah, I'm all good, mate. How are you going, pal? Yeah, all good, Richie. I'm just uh, wondering, have you got any news yet on the scans of Tamari Martin's ankle? No, not, mate. We were travelling, as you can imagine, most of the day. Got home around in Auckland around 5pm. Uh, I sent to Tamari on the plane. He's got a boot on. Obviously, there's a, spe- a suspected fracture, but yeah, he's, he's in today, mate, for more. Uh, x-rays and scans to get a, a definitive opinion on it and then and then we'll take it from there so in terms of his injuries and the severity uh, and how we've come out with the game yeah we still we'll, we'll still know more probably later this afternoon pal well good luck with that uh, Richie with tomorrow too good luck for tomorrow and his scans yeah. I hope they go the, the way um, on the good side of things if they can mate just yeah. your summation of the game on Sunday night, it looked like you were doing it pretty tough in the middle of the park and, again, some easy tries scored on the edges. What what was your, your summation? Uh, probably that a little bit. I, th- I think in the opening rounds, you know, we had a similar conversation last week that we felt uh, we'd become resilient on a try line and, and, and really good at turning teams away. I think the resilience is still there in the team, Kempi. I think when we went behind, you know, we never looked like we were going to turn our toes up. We we kept throwing them and, and tried to stay in the game right until the death. Uh, but we haven't turned the, the other team away from the try line. And at the weekend, I felt um, I felt in a couple of instances particularly, you know, we had ample opportunity to stop the tries. You know, we, we missed tackles. You know, we missed one-on-one tackles, certainly for two of the first tries. And then uh, two of the tries that came from kicks or secondary kicks where you know we've just been beat to the punch a little bit on on getting on the scraps of the ball so yeah they're, they're disappointing tries mate uh, and I think you know losing Wade Egan losing Tamari Martin in the course of the game sort of virtue rotation a little bit um, but there's one thing we're not doing we're not looking for excuses mate because we feel like it's a game that uh, we probably wouldn't have had to play too much better to win it mate no, that's that's exactly right. I know the start has been a bit of a worry, Richie, and, and a lot of people are talking yep. about that. They're writing articles. I yep. guess the the, the more the, the bigger problem for me when I look at it is your reaction to errors and the compounding error that ends in four points or six points. Like on the weekend, it seemed that if you gave up an error, 
you gave a piggyback up, for instance, out of your own half, then inevitably Newcastle will score. Is that a worry? Um, it wasn't a worry, Kempe. We, we think that was something that we handled pretty well uh, up to this. But yeah, at the weekend... Uh, certainly too many errors in the opening in the opening part of the game, and too many individual errors, fundamental errors, playing the ball and and, and losing the ball and to play the ball and knock-ons. But yeah, inability to sort of turn the other team away is uh, is probably the top of our list this morning when we get our reviews done. Yep, Tom Arley played well, mate. A bunch of your four, I thought was pretty yeah. quiet. What what do you do when you're losing players like you know Mitch Barnett, the, who are who are mainstays and know how to get the job done, and then you get the inconsistency from people in the middle of the park that replace them? Uh, look, I, I think that would be a challenge for any team, Kempe. I think looking at ourselves and, and where we are and where we've come from, we've got Mitch Barnett, we've got Toru Harris, and we've got uh, Marata Niakora missing out of our team at the moment. I think, I think a lot of teams would miss that level and calibre of I would say play and experience, mate. I think that would have an impact on on a lot of teams. But as you know, it's it's a long season, and there's going to be times during the year when you got to play the hand you dealt. And while sometimes you may suffer a little bit of pain, like we're suffering this week after after the weekend's display, uh, what you're hoping, mate, is that young guys like Tom Ali uh, getting the minutes that he's getting and seeing the improvement. You know that will only you know, pay us back down the line, Kempe. Uh, as difficult as it is now and, and opportunities that we feel uh, were missed at the weekend, uh, everybody's going to suffer injuries and, and one byproduct of that is that hopefully some of the younger guys get valuable experience and become acclimatised to playing first grade a bit more. And we feel we've got some younger guys that have done that for us. You know, Jackson Ford's, you know, relatively inexperienced player, getting a lot of minutes and, and playing really good football. Tommy is another one, mate that has really grasped his opportunities with both hands and he's looking really comfortable in first grade now. So uh, I think you've got to put it all in perspective, Kempe, that of course we want those players back. Do we miss him? Sure we do. Every team's going to cop injuries uh, as the season goes on, but we've, we've got to try and take the positives out of it. And uh, and the guys that are getting opportunities uh, taken with both hands and the guys that aren't, then you know it's up to us as coaching staff to... Uh, to try and get them going a little bit better, mate. Well, you get a chance to correct that opportunity this weekend up against the Cowboys, uh, Richie, who you went up there and done a number on up in Townsville, which was really pleasing to see. They're not travelling that well. Yep. Uh, what, did, what are you expecting yep. from them this weekend? Oh, we're in this morning, Kempe. We'll have a, we'll have a look at them. Obviously, uh, they've got Drinkwater back at fullback, which probably throws another little dimension into what they do when they've got the ball in the hand. Uh, and I think Nanai will be back, which, as we know, uh, is a big kick target for him. You know, he's a, he's a player with a lot of young, uh, a lot of energy. And they kick the ball a, a lot quite, uh, you know, in quite a productive way to him. So there's a couple more threats uh, back in the team this week uh, and coming to Mount Smart. But, look, we're going to try and fix our errors up first, mate. I think that's the important thing is always to look at our own performance and where we can improve. Uh, we'll have a look at the Cowboys later in the week and hopefully uh, we'll get a great crowd on at Mount Smart to play its part for us. Well, mate, I know that uh, you'll get up for this one on the weekend. I'm looking forward to calling it. Me and Sammy Hewitt will be down there calling for SCNZ. Also know that your wife arrived over on Friday, mate. Did you get home last night to some Yorkshire puds? 
<laughs> Unfortunately not, mate. Unfortunately not. No, no, I was expecting restaurants every night, I think, mate, on holiday. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, don't forget, you got my number. When she does decide to make them, give us a yell. I'll come down and help you chomp through them. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning, Richie, on Izzy and Kimmy for breakfast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. All the best. There you go, Richie Agar, assistant coach of the Warriors. <laughs> good bloke. Real good bloke. He's a, a ripper. He is, mate. Had a good catch up with him last Wednesday with Leo and, and Sticko, as I told you, and uh, loves to come on and, and talk. He's I talked to him actually during and after the game just to see where he, he thinks uh, the side's at and just just reminds me of you know my days back in, in England where how it was so easy to talk to coaches. You know, they got the thing I like about Andrew Webster is that transparency. They actually know yeah. what's going on. They know yeah. what needs to be addressed, and now they're asking the questions. I take from that, Louis, that you know they need to step up. So we'll see. They got you know a big five weeks coming up before the bye. Yeah, I think they need to get at least two of them. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's because he's a punter. He's a racing man, uh, <laughs> Webby. Uh, that they, you're right. They, these guys they seem like they've got a good crew down there. Um, Stace and of course Justin as well. So they're going good. On the flip side, Kempi, a team that's going terribly. And, well, <laughs> the West Tigers. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, you oh, wouldn't have, boy. You wouldn't have picked it, would you, with Robbie Farah, Benji Marshall. And the, even the way that they came and played uh, through the trial series, they, they looked like they're on the run. Mate, I just watched that, re-watched that game this morning because it was just playing out here on the TV. It was Keystone yeah. Cops against Parramatta. Like, some of the play in that was just second-grade stuff. Parramatta were lucky to get home. At 22-20 with seven minutes to go, like, if he does, you know, he, if he catches that dropout and they go in the t- Tigers with a chance to score, Parramatta lose that. Instead, they, they drop the fullback, drops the, the dropout, they go down the um, end of the field score right in the last couple of minutes and Parramatta get it. It's, I, I would never pick Parramatta being that, that far down the table. No, that's that's another one that's a little bit confusing and they're just stumbling past the worst team in the comp by some margin. So the, the Tigers are going to get some points because they go away for a bye. Then they come back and they're going to get hammered by the Seagulls because the Seagulls don't really have any other option, Kempe. There's another team who, since that game they should have won against the Rabbits, they drew with Newcastle and that form's been franked a wee bit. But um, 44 points against Panthers. They are leaky. Oh, yeah. And the Pan- like I said that last week on running it straight, one thing that the Panthers will do will score points against you, but they ain't going to let you score. You know what I mean? And, of course, those sides, that's where you start to get a, 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 a look at the makeup. Manly, Newcastle, 30, 60 points. Newcastle, the Warriors, you know, close to 60 points again. Then you go to Penrith, well, it's close to 60 points, but they've scored the majority of them, and they ain't letting you score. And that's what wins competitions, is if you can get your def- uh, defence right, look at Melbourne, you know, Kamakamika, they bring back um, Christian Welsh, their middle solid, gets solid, and then they just put 28 points on you, only let you score six. So it's the defense. It's it's you. You picked on it before. These leaky defenses. They they're not going to win. A, they're not going to win you a comp. It's really simple. Yeah, it is. You bang on, Kimpy. It's the first thing. It's the first check mark, isn't it? Points differential on the defensive end. A hundred percent it is. And I I thought the the performance of the round. You'd go hard past. You'd go a long way to say that it was the Raiders. 
considering the way that their season had started, I thought it was extremely gutsy, extremely gutsy performance by Ricky's men. A hundred percent, especially with all the Jack White and stuff going on, and and the clean, uh-huh. and the clean out talk happening, and and Don Ferner being challenged as a CEO um, to go up there against Brisbane, they haven't lost the game, and then you know I thought I thought that it was a tough call, the Rapana, you know, late um, catch with a bomb yeah. and to you know, hitting him with his with a with his leg, he's just running past, you know, the ball comes loose. You know, but but they got the call, they got the win. Uh, for me the the game of the round, look, I just think South Sydney when they're on, they are unstoppable. Like offensively, oh. the passes that they pulled off in traffic to get the ball to the outside, you just go where did that come from? How did you get that ball out? You know, and not only that, but how did you catch it? And is Latrell Mitchell actually the best player in the game? Well, he's one of them. You know, but all the all of our best players in the game are, are loving that fullback position. You know, and they come from that. The New South Wales team. You could put Dylan um, Edwards, the Penrith fullback, scored four tries on the weekend. Could put him at fullback. Could put Turbo, the Manly fullback in the centres alongside Latrell Mitchell, you know what I mean, who's the fullback for Souths. <laughs> they just they could play anywhere in that New South Wales backline, and and I think um, you know Latrell the way that he played. That's what happens when it comes together. They I reckon they're the best offensive team in the comp. Yep, that's fair enough. Uh, the Dolphins got back on the they they righted their ship. Um, it's hard to know where the Cowboys are at. Probably, a, well, you, you look at it two ways. It'd be a good time for the Warriors to play them again this weekend or it'll be a rally game for the Cowboys. But they've got to travel here, so that's a massive tick towards the Warriors, Kempe. And I think they've got a point to prove. So you probably would say you wouldn't want to be the Cowboys travelling to New Zealand this week of all weeks. No, and you don't want to be playing them into into form either. You know what I mean? So they're going to come here, you want to do a number on them and put a nail in their coffin. Um, the... The, the sad thing about the Cowboys is that the wheels are falling off. You know, Todd Payton made some some comments about Fido, the fullback for the Dolphins on the weekend. He got sucked into it from a journalist around why isn't he at the Cowboys. You know, he shouldn't even have answered that question. He should have talked about his team. And he's opened up a can of worms there. Because he, Fido's been arguably the form. Oh, the Hammer's been <laughs> arguably one of the form fullbacks of the competition. They, the thing with the Dolphins is that after these first six rounds – Mate, they're going to be a they're going to be an anchor for teams. They are going to get more wins this year, and they're sitting on in fourth position at the moment. Competition's too tight. I I can't see them finishing there, but they're going to come up against teams with the speed and the and the likes of the hammer, the way that he's playing. They're going to get sides plenty more times this year. Well, they take they get the red hot rabbits on Thursday night. Talk about a test. Talk about getting put in the cauldron. Rabbits on Thursday. Sharks, Roosters, great game Friday. Seagulls, Storm have had a number of classics throughout the years. The Eagles need to do something where the Storm are just starting. And Cameron Munster, oh my. Maybe, yeah. He's Maybe an immortal. I, should, the, I remember the first time I watched that kid play and I went, he's got, he had immortal written all over him. You know, he does things in a football game that you just go, and he's so unassuming too. Like when he runs and stands and steps and passes, it's Gosh, like he must be really deceptively strong. Well, where do you, it's, and, and his vision is unbelievable. You know, it's football. It's footballing ability. You don't see it that often because it's so robotic these days. You look at the ones that you've just mentioned: Latrell Mitchell, Turbo, and Cam Munster. They're three of the best in the comp. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. This next round coming up is going to be a great one. I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying the NRL. 
I think the NRL's got it right this year. Volandis, eh? He couldn't stop the Kiwis winning all his prize money at the championships, but he has got his competition going okay. 19 minutes past 8 o'clock. We are here with Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance, uh, Paul Mawadi. Is Paul Mawadi back or is he still on holiday? I know the TAB, they like taking five-day weekends, so we'll work out whether <laughs> Paul Mawadi's back after this, and we will come back with Andrew Sieber before the end of the hour as well. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, 20 minutes past 8.